Welcome to Unnumbered. I'm your host, Dr. Amy, lifestyle medical doctor, speaker, and coach. I'm here to remind you that you are unique, rare, and one of a kind, and so is your health. I'll be diving into all the nitty gritty of holistic personalized medicine with world-class experts where we unpack the science and give you tools and strategies that can alter your life forever. Plus, this is no ordinary podcast. There's not only the physical, but the mental, emotional, and spiritual aspects that underpin all of us will be laid out bare. Nothing is out of bounds here. So be prepared to be educated, inspired, and empowered to live a healthy and purposeful life. What is lifestyle medicine, functional medicine, and integrative medicine? What is the difference between them? And why exactly is it the future? That is what we'll be discussing in today's solo podcast with me, Dr. Amy. So you may have been led to believe that the label, the condition is something that defines who you are. You may have been told that it's progressive or even incurable. Yet it's time to look at other avenues that look at supporting the root cause, finding it out and empowering you as the individual. You see, I have used the principles that I teach here in my own life that have alleviated my stress, my anxiety, my IBS, and even my acne. And I've dedicated the last 21 years to learning all that I can about health. And the thing that gets me really excited about health is lifestyle medicine, functional medicine, and integrative medicine. But I get asked all the time, what is the difference? Are they all the same? Well, no, there are some differences. So let's just take you back. If we go back 100 years, people used to die of what we call um, communicable diseases. These are diseases such as um, TB, diarrhea, Uh, pneumonia. They were diseases that were made from contact to contact. They were passed and spread by people. However, in the 21st century, now 71% of all deaths globally are non-communicable. So non-communicable diseases are things like cardiovascular diseases, like heart attacks, um, hypertension, cancers, respiratory diseases, and diabetes. And yet, interestingly, all of these conditions are perpetuated by our advertising, our shops that tell us what to eat and give us false information, our culture, and whether you like this or not, and please, I'm sure you may not like me during this, during this statement, but the reality is our lack of responsibility to take health into our own hands. Unfortunately, we often make bad decisions, me included. We have all been there. Um, But we need to start looking at ways in which we can take the reins, be in the driver's seat of our health. And this is where lifestyle medicine firstly comes in. I love lifestyle medicine so much because it's evidence-based. This actual like studies on why you should sleep better and move better and eat well. 
And these approaches are there to prevent, treat, and even reverse chronic disease. Yes, reverse. There are cases and there are studies of people reversing things like their type 2 diabetes, their hypertension, their metabolic syndrome, and their obesity. And so lifestyle medicine is something that I describe to my clients as that we do, we change, we help you change your habits, and we will always look at changing your habits before we ever think about going to a pharmaceutical drug. Because we actually know that 80% of all premature deaths are attributed to smoking, poor diet, and lack of physical activity. And when you look at what comes into GP practices, that's general practitioners practices, 78% of them are all related to our lifestyle medical conditions. So what we often see is obesity, metabolic syndrome, hypertension or high blood pressure, you may know it as cardiovascular disease, um, dyslipidemia, arthritis, diabetes, and osteoporosis. Now, don't get me wrong, conventional medicine, which is my foundation of my medical degree and a lot of my time in the hospital was doing acute medicine is incredibly good and has had lots of advances for us particularly in acute and emergency care however the issue still lies is that when you are in a conventional system you are a passenger it is a very passive responsibility of you you're not in the driver's seat, you're in the passenger seat. And you're often guided, but somewhat kind of told in a relatively authoritarian viewpoint on what to do. And one of our uh, oaths is on autonomy. And so therefore, that is the right to make your own decisions. Now, this is really, really important because I truly believe that conventional medicine has its place. But I also believe that there's a much bigger picture to health that isn't just our physical health, isn't that we just control symptoms or have a temporary fix, but we actually go and address the root cause rather than just focusing on the symptoms. And you see, when we are stuck in a conventional model, Sometimes the issues that can arise is one, you are given a label, which then comes with its own risks in our society and our culture and discrimination. The second thing is if the um, root cause isn't properly identified and a solution found, then there is progression of that disease, despite your symptoms maybe that are manageable. The third thing is you may need more medications for the side effects of the drugs that you are taken for the primary problem. And then the fourth thing is that, you know, if you, let's say you have diabetes and the root of the problem isn't resolved, such as um, your weight and the inflammatory um, processes that are going on, then the risk of progression to other diseases, such as let's say um, hypertension or cardiovascular disease, they also increase. So it's a never ending cycle. So for me, it's all about how can we empower you and how can we ensure that you get the best improvements, that you have the opportunity to reverse and even prevent disease. I think 
It's also important to note that chronic disease, such as the ones that I've already discussed, are diseases that don't occur in seconds or minutes. They're things that are indolent. They are, they are, have like a, they're like a smoky fire. They're just burning and they're burning for years and they're often not diagnosed initially very well. And we often don't pick up the risk factors or the triggers easily. And so it's a bit like when you look at your car and the red lights are, you know, the warning lights come on and they're flashing at you. That's warning signals. But in our body, we very rarely notice those warning signals. And so things can be gradually creeping up on us for years. And then suddenly you may have a heart attack or suddenly your blood pressure's up or suddenly you have diabetes, but you never realized that you might have been piling on the pounds. There are so many different scenarios. So when we think about lifestyle medicine, as I said, it's evidence-based lifestyle therapeutic interventions and interestingly lifestyle interventions can be anything from um, changing our sleep patterns and our sleep hygiene to our nutrition to our exercise to our emotional well-being and also the way that we connect with our family and our friends and the work that we do and I think in some respects lifestyle medicine is more difficult than taking a pill. It doesn't have the same effects of taking an antibiotic and getting better in three to seven days. It's usually a six month to to a year or two year program where people really do need to persist and be determined to achieve the outcomes that they're looking for. However, it's extremely rewarding when you get there, when you have, when you are in the driver's seat and you do have the feelings that you're empowered and you have been able to reverse or, you know, improve your laboratory results of a condition that you thought you were only ever going to live with or potentially get worse. So yes, there are big changes that need to be done, but also relatively mild things can actually improve your disease or your symptoms. And also lifestyle medicine will help you reduce reliance on those conventional medicines and also the side effects of it. So you may actually improve the signs and the symptoms of your disease. And as I said before, you may even have disease reversal where all your lab markers are within the normal range and you don't need to stay on your current medications. Maybe you end up coming off your diabetic medications or your, even your hypertensive medications. That's, so that's lifestyle medicine and that's my foundation and I love it. And then we have functional medicine. So functional medicine is really focusing on the biochemical and physiological processes of our body. And it investigates its balance, the way that our cells work and metabolize, the way that we digest, the way that we detox, and also the amount of oxidative stress in our body. And in general, what we use in functional medicine is a tool called go to it, which is we gather information, we organize it, we tell it in a timeline, we order and investigate and we initiate and track. So we initiate a management plan and we track your progress. Now in functional medicine, I would say that it's a um, 
relatively exciting arena because what I tend to see in patients is that people are really ecstatic to finally have some answers to their problems. Now, I always say to, I always warn patients when they get really excited about functional medicine is that, you know, there's never one problem that caused, let's say, for example, diabetes or one problem that caused your psoriasis. It's like a soup. It's a recipe. And there is what we call in medicine, it's multifactorial. So there's multiple things that have contributed to the progression. But in functional medicine, it's generally beautifully laid out so that you get this hard kind of information in your hand with results. And I'll often have patients saying to me, I've literally like been trying to find these answers for so long, even when they haven't had improvement yet in their symptoms or their signs, there's a sense of relief because they feel that finally someone has listened to them. And finally, they kind of know what they can do to get back on track. So that's functional medicine. And I've been trained by the Institute of Functional Medicine in America. They're an incredible resource and a credible way to find the functional medicine practitioners. The third other type of medicine is integrative medicine. Now this addresses the whole person's needs, the physical, the mental, emotional, spiritual, as well as using conventional, complementary and alternative medicine. Now, when I worked in an integrative clinic, I've worked in a couple and we were using things like hypothermic therapy, hyperbaric therapy, uh, IV nutraceuticals like IV vitamin C and glucathione. Um, These were some of the um, treatments that were able to be utilized. So again, integrative medicine, similar to lifestyle and functional, but tends to have um, some more kind of progressive um, treatments that are available. And again, these are usually all out of pocket. The fourth type of medicine is complementary medicine. And this is used together with conventional. And um, examples of that might be things like massage, reflexology, aromatherapy, A lot of these um, modalities are beautiful, incredibly good for relaxing the nervous system, if anything. And I think the the important point to note about complementary medicine is they all have a very low side effect profile. So I'm my personal belief is if something has a very low side effect profile and you're struggling and you feel like this might be worth a shot, then for me, it's something that I personally do myself. It's something that I personally um, say to patients, if it's something that they're interested in or intrigued by or curious, then go for it. Try try a complementary therapy because you really don't have much to lose. Um, If anything, you can come away feeling refreshed and relaxed. And then the other type of medicine is mind-body medicine. And this investigates the interactions between the body and the mind. So this is using things like um, relaxation techniques such as guided or visual imagery, yoga and meditation. And for me, this is, again, holds a very special place in my heart because I truly believe that mind-body medicine is really helping the arena of mental health, but also in stress and burnout, which is a chronic problem that I'm seeing peaking in these current times, um, not only in our workloads, but also during this pandemic. 
So those are the different types of medicine. So, but for me, when I think about all these different types of medicine, I really kind of put them into the cat, these categories. So firstly, I look at the basics. I look at hydration, breath, and sleep, because if you don't have those three, you don't really don't have any good health. So they are the very basics. Then I look at stress because that is pretty much a primary problem that is driving a lot of these chronic diseases, um, which unfortunately we are a little bit in the rat race and, and that's something that I would love to see changed. But currently we've got to try and find strategies in which people can still get income, have a roof over their head, buy food, but not be working so hard into the ground um, and not have any time for themselves. The next one I look at is nutrition um, and then followed by movement and then having a look at language, the language that we use, the words that we speak, followed with our emotions, how we either project our emotions, how we become aware of our emotions and how we discharge our emotions is also extremely important in our health. The next pillar I look at is our senses. So utilizing our five senses and even our intuition. And then I look at inner reflection activities, which for me sum up things like gratitude, mindfulness, meditation, and yoga. And then I look at your coordinates. So like, where do you stand in the world? Like what's your immediate environment? So is there any um, toxins in your environment? Does that also relate to the relationships that you have? Like who are your immediate relationships? Who are you further afield? What are you supported by the community? These things are extremely important. And then I look at things that are less common. So I feel that in ancient times, we used to look at plant medicine and nature and there was a lot of science and there still is a lot of science on these things, but it feels like it's kind of been lost along the way where we've gone too much into the conventional and the pharmaceutical industries that we've almost forgotten what our ancestors used to do for health. So they're the pillars that I personally look at because I'm trained in the lifestyle medicine that we discussed, which is, you know, evidence-based and is more focusing on your habits and looking at the functional medicine, which is more on looking at the biochemistry and the physiology and the integrative medicine, which is also using your complementary therapies. So I think these are really important areas that now are growing in trend. And now more people are asking about them. So if you have any concerns or you feel that you haven't been able to get the answers that you've needed for your medical conditions, please understand that there is lifestyle medicine, functional medicine, integrative medicine, and many other health practitioners that can help you out there. So it's just a matter of touching base with them and exploring your um, opportunities. And I hope that makes sense. Please let me know if you have any questions about these growing trends and why they are really are the future and where we're going to be teaching our new doctors that are coming through and new doctors that are um, having a more lateral way of thinking and they're open-minded and they're curious to learn even from our patients like yourselves and looking outside of just simply what's in a textbook but what else they can observe that is true medicine to me 
And I think that it's also important that when you're looking for a health professional, you need to look for someone that has not only the knowledge, because of course, you know, that's needed, um, but you also need to look for someone that you get rapport and warmth from that you feel that's going to be honest with you and give really good communication is going to be able to explain things to you so that you understand it so that you can digest it and then you can um, share that with your family and friends if you need to or even you know be able to analyze what you've been told or research what you've been told these are really important things now nowadays with the amount of people that are on technology and the information that's available it's no longer acceptable for you and other patients to not be able to have um, their questions answered appropriately and so always look for a doctor that's going to communicate with you and then for me it's also about optimism you you've got to you've got to always look on the bright side even when I was working in you know oncology um, centers it's extremely hard when you're told that you um, don't have very long to live. But there are studies, which I can pull out of my books, but there are studies on people that, that show that when people are more optimistic, actually their health uh, longevity is improved. So you, you taking two cancer patients, one that's more optimistic, they actually have a, a longer life expectancy than those that are thinking more negatively. So look for a doctor that is optimistic to you and not only that look for a doctor that's congruent look for a doctor that's going to um practice what they preach like you know and be honest and and share their own difficulties because we're all human and I think often health professionals feel that they're in this um in their position that they need to maybe um not lie but maybe share that they are doing everything and you know they're in tip-top shape or it may be the opposite but ultimately you want to be looking for someone that's congruent and and is walking the walk because that is also going to um, improve the rapport between you and the health professional but it's they're also more likely to share their habits they're more likely to share that they eat well and they exercise well and they're going to actually probably counsel you more frequently on those things because it's actually something that they congruently live by themselves so i hope you have enjoyed today's solo cast please, as I said, let me know if you have any comments or you don't understand any of the topics that I discussed, but otherwise that was a quick evaluation and definition of the different types of medicine that I do and also the ones that are growing in trend now.